with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All right, dude, my mic keeps falling down. That's not good. And I just had the volume up way too loud when <laughs> it came you? in right now. Wake up! <laughs> we got... Everyone in studio, I'm excited for tonight. We got Melinda Reese, Sean McKeon. What's up? Yeah, on this yeah, yeah. beautiful Saturday warm night in Southern California. Oh, and check this out. I just found out that we're actually on the radio in New York City now. Really? Wow. In Manhattan, yes. Nice. WMCA? Um, I got to talk to our director of operations okay. to find out. <laughs> He's currently not here right now. <laughs> but we are on Manhattan. They just launched it. And the um, you've, you've heard about the tower... Um, on top of the Trump Tower, the, yeah, the satellite's yeah, up yeah. there. So, yeah, we're actually now in Manhattan. So, what's up, Manhattan? What up? Good to uh, to be on the air with you guys tonight. Exactly. We're going to talk about a few things that have been happening recently in the news. Uh, the Wisconsin company wants to implant microchips in employees' hands. Mm. And it's this whole deal going on right now with, uh, you know, it started in Europe. And there was many companies actually in Europe. Sweden was one of them that were um, implanting their their uh, employees, and then now it's actually made it to the United States, and then Wisconsin is the first ones to implement this uh, this chip, and it's by volunteer. I think they had like ten to fifteen people volunteer to do it, and I don't know. I didn't really catch up to see actually how many people actually did it. Right, right. Because it's kind of gnarly. You got to get, um, you have to have a professional piercer stick this. You know, if, if you're had your, your your you've had your ears right. pierced before, but right. if you look at the gauges, you know, it's it's like a. I think it's like over a 10 gauge. Or it's probably bigger than a 10 oh, wow. gauge. It might be like an 8 or a 6 gauge. That's a big hole. Right, right. That's like one of McDonald's old straws. Right. You got to be exactly. careful because you can get it infected most likely. Right. Yeah. So you and then they careful. chip it and it's the size of a kernel and it goes into your skin. And then they to get it out, I guess they have to slice it and pull it out. But that's kind of gnarly. I mean, get, I used to have piercings and getting pierced is gnarly. Right. But actually getting pierced and putting a chip inside you, a digital chip. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. Level. There's been a lot of talk about this uh, of late for the last few weeks, even months. Like uh, we see it in the news a lot lately, right? I've seen it on from CBS to Fox News to multiple things. If you are on Facebook or whatever, people mm-hmm. are sharing stories, and it's becoming so common. And it's interesting for us from a biblical perspective because we see how this technology um, is preparing the way for the future. Um, because as we look at the Bible as a whole, when we look at end times, these are things that great Bible teachers of old over the last 30, 40 years, and even further back than that, would see that what the Bible says, this um, this mark that um, each person will have to take in the future, uh, one world government, one world monetary system, one world religion, and we just see all of those things moving in that direction, right? And I think that that's what's sparking so much interest. But one thing that of late, as you've been going around speaking at the churches on this uh, wake-up tour, uh, bringing up how the way it's being marketed is so positive. Exactly. That, I believe, is the biggest difference of, of late. Right. On that Dr. Oz, uh, it says, you know, it's going to be that Dr. Oz video. They introduced it to a long time ago, and they said, this is going to be the next big thing. And so funny, because on uh, uh, CBS News, they also said in that same article, this is going to be the next big thing. Right. Mm. And uh, it's just that whole positive approach. Right. And, you know, one of the girls was a little sketched out. She was just like, you know, I don't know if I'm old school, but like to open a door to uh, buy stuff out of a vending machine and 
that kind of stuff. You know, I'd rather just type in the code or use my key. And then she looked at the table of the other two uh, news anchors and she said, well, would you do it? And then the one girl looks and goes, yeah, I, I would totally do it. Mm-hmm. And then the older guy, which, you know, you think this is a thing for the millennials. Right. But this older dude was probably like 50, 60 years old. And wow. he just kind of sh- nodded his head up and down like, she's like, would you do it too? And he's like, like basically, like, yep, I'll, wow. I would do it. Well you, think, well, you think about it, like you were saying, like, who doesn't want to not have to carry their keys, mm. their wallet, yep. and then to take I it to my a, keys all the time. Exactly. And then to take mm-hmm. it to a whole new level, have all your medical records. So that yeah. means when you go into the hospital, there's no messing around. There's no trying to figure out, okay, what blood type are they? And do they have any predisposed uh, conditions that we need to know about mm. before we start operating on this person? So you think about it and you're like... Okay, all they have to do is scan this, and they'll know everything they can ever want to know about your medical history, which will make the progress even faster, and they'll know exactly how to treat you. It you know? totally makes sense. It does. That's it, a crazy yeah. thing. How about the other aspect that so many people are intrigued with and horrified in is sex trafficking yep. across the world. So you know, it has a radio frequency exactly. to track people. Exactly. exactly. So kidnapping, same thing. Like it's just yep. – um, be a way to monitor, you know, that's why the the technology was putting dogs and stuff, exactly. right? Animals. And when they would go straight, it's not just a name, a ta- name tag or whatever, a dog tag. It actually would be able to track this dog if they lost them right. because people spend a lot of money on these dogs or whatever. Don't want to lose them. And so is so this question, What's is question? this the mark of the beast? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no. I'd, I'd say it's all no. speculation. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think when we start talking about this. Um, you, when you look at old movies from like the seventies or eighties and nineties, we were talking about mm-hmm. like you had those old skew barcodes that everyone used, and and they so, put a little scanner to their head or something. Right. <laughs> you know, and now all this is based. Maybe you're tuning in right now. You don't know anything about the Bible. You, you hear about the mark of the beast. You hear about um, this chip and what that might mean. And maybe some people have like enlightened you on, on why it's so prevalent or why people get all shook up about it. Is because of what the Bible teaches. And just breaking it out really simple. You know, since the fall of man, we live in a, a sin-driven world. Look at our world today. Look at the media around you. Perversion, brokenness. So many people are so hurting, man. Um, apart from the Lord, man, life is pointless and meaningless. And we truly believe that God came to seek and save that which was lost. Mm-hmm. Man, right? Right. Now, what the Bible talks about in the Old Testament and in the New Testament in years to come, there will become a time in world history where peop- the people want a leader. We look at it all the time. Whenever right. elections come around, everyone's like, this man is going to be our man, whether it's a Democrat or Republican. And they have all these speeches, they have all their crowd, and they're just in awe of their speaker, right? right? Exactly. Um, when you look at old video, everyone says that John, uh, John Kennedy was right. very dynamic in the way he spoke. People would say that Obama was very articulate right. in the way that he spoke. and. Be able to Ronald move Reagan. crowds, right? Yeah. 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 Ronald Reagan be able to motivate crowds. Exactly. No, no doubt about it. The Antichrist is going to come in a time in world history where there is chaos and need of um, of solution. Look at the world today. What are some of the things that are big? Money problems. You know, Greece mm-hmm. went bankrupt a, a couple of years ago. We always see stuff in the news of a bankruptcy uh, reaching the world. What is uh, so many people complain about? Healthcare. Radical Islam yep. as well. So religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the, the money thing, the religion thing, and you just see how it can all set the tone. The human trafficking right. is, yeah. is yeah. massive. Mm-hmm. And obviously the drug epidemic is just like mm-hmm. – 
beyond right now. I mean, if you if you pay attention to the news, yeah, all the these different things. A gun, people jumping the border. You have the you have the gun trade and all right. the, all this stuff. Different things. If everyone's chipped and monitored, mm-hmm. well, you're gonna know exactly what's going on if it's a world deal, right? Yeah. And as I was saying before, I'm not saying I wasn't saying that this is. I'm not saying this is the the chip that the Antichrist is going to use. What I'm saying is that the technology is here. I don't know. It could be in the future. But right now, this is pretty gnarly. Because when you read the Bible, when it talks about that in Revelation, it says no man will be able to buy or sell uh, anything without the mark on the forehead or their right hand. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the first time in world history that we actually see this happening on the news, in videos, and um, it's it's pretty uh, pretty exciting and shocking at the same time because I believe you know that we are going to see Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. This is the generation I believe that that you know, and, and even like the the pulse of the whole culture, what's going on with 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 the kids and and just people at large is that people are empty, broken, hopeless. They need a savior. They need Jesus. And we're we're one second. From something popping off in the world, everything right. that's going on in Israel, and I just read the news last night with Kim June. Exactly, he now has a missile that says can reach Chicago. Right. Yep. Yeah. So what? How long is it going to take him to not, you know, <laughs> to set I mean, that what off? What is he trying to reach here? I mean, yeah. he, I mean, dude, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, something's going to pop off yeah. for, for sure, and that's why we as believe we have we have hope. We have hope as believers because. Um, there's different views uh, of the Bible, but we don't lean towards the pre-tribulation rapture. Mm-hmm. And what that just means is this. We believe the church is going to be taken out of the way before the Antichrist is revealed. But the technology, the fact that the technology is right here amongst us gives us an even more anticipation. Like, we're not going to see the Antichrist. We're going to be taken out of the way. But seeing it all in display, there's nothing prophetically in the prophetical calendar that needs to be fulfilled in, before the rapture of the church. It is right there. It is right around the corner. So how should we be living? How, how important it is for us to have a vision for this world, a passion for this world, because there are people that are hurting, lost. I mean, uh, you know, more suicides more than ever. You know, mm-hmm. we see it on every um, factor, exactly. whether it's with musicians, whether it's with military. There are still over 22 suicides is it a day or or what? For it's a number. People mm-hmm. in politics, yeah, students, yeah, mothers, fathers. Yeah. I mean, it's hopelessness. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And and how should we be be living? I would right. say mm-hmm. right now is not the time to be messing around. No, nope. you know when you're younger and, and you're walking with God, sometimes you just uh, you kind of easily backslide. Yeah. Right. Just do whatever you want to do. Now it's really not the time to be messing around. I just truly believe that the rapture could come any time now. Um, now is not the time. More importantly, now is the time to be praying for our family and trying to reach our friends and family. Because if we do believe that Jesus Christ is real, the heaven is real, hell is real, we should be doing everything in our power to to reach people. I mean, that is our mission. It is the it is the Great Commission. Right. And I don't know. I've been just having an urgency more than ever right now. I got this this fire burning inside me to like, I'm like, God, how do we reach more people? Mm-hmm. I just want to be used. Right. By God, more than ever, at any capacity. It's not like at a massive platform. I'm just like, I just want to be used. I'm like, God, what does that look like? Exactly. You know, is it a huge stadium or is it me meeting with people just daily, one one at a time? Right. Like, right. I don't really care. I'm just like, just use me. Yeah. I, I, think it's a, I think it's both. I think, you know, when you have opportunities in a bigger scope and you have that platform, I think it's being 
um, a good steward of those openings. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, give me the boldness, give me wisdom, how to speak at this thing, because maybe it is like in, in a church setting, maybe it's not, maybe it's at like just a, a mainstream event, maybe mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, you're being interviewed by someone, by, by who knows, but it's right. like, Lord, grant me wisdom how to communicate to these people about the truth of eternity and the hope that is found yeah. in Christ. For because, me, when I hear about like the mark and all that kind of stuff, it kind of is like exciting yeah. and reassuring that the Bible is real. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I mean, you read revelations, my kids and I went through it and you're just like, huh? Like some of it's so crazy that your mind is like, really? Like this is what it's going to be like, or, you know, all mm-hmm. those, you know, um, things that they describe about these cherubims and all this kind of stuff. But then you hear about the mark and you're like, okay, like I get this. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. coming down. And for me, it's like, yeah, how much more do we need to be out there? How much more do we need to, you know, bring Christ into our everyday conversations, no matter who we're talking to? Because realistically, like we've said a million times, people are hopeless. They're lost. They want the assurance of something and they're going to find it. If we're not out there telling them about it, they're going to find it in something else. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be like, okay, I'm going to live my life like this. They're going to find it in alcohol. They're going to find it in drugs, whatever it is. They're going to find it some way. So why why can't it be Christ? Why can't we be out there affecting these people's lives? Because there's a big hole in their heart. And we know that the only uh, person that can fill that hole is Jesus Christ. We're going to fill it with things. Mm-hmm. But he's the only one that can take all that hopelessness away, all that depression, all, you know, just everything that we go through. He's the only one that can take it away. But there's a but. We have to surrender. We have to be completely surrendered. We can't be half you know, in it and half out of it, we have to surrender our entire lives and give him control over it. And so if we don't give control over it, we're never going to find the true happiness that is in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to be all in, you know, in every way. Yeah. You know, there's probably a lot of people that are tuning in right now that find themselves in a place of what we would call like cruise control. Or, you know, you know, eventually I got to get my heart right with the Lord. I kind of know the truth or whatever. And you procrastinate and, and put it off. Like, really, the, the time is not now uh, to be living that way, you know. And it's, this is how the spiritual warfare works. The enemy brings deception. He allows the cares of this life to drown out the truth of God in your life, veer you back to the world, waste months, years of your life, um, and hinder you, really, what, what God has right. for you. Um, the only way to combat that is to drawing near to the Lord, combating that by by prayer and worship, acknowledging like your your need for God. Exactly, like that's the key. Because as these times ramp up, spiritual warfare is going to increase. Because if you put Scripture as a whole, what are some of the characteristics we see? Second Timothy says that um, in the last days, this is what's going to take place. Men are going to be lovers of themselves. They're going to be blasphemy or blasphemers they're going to be unforgiving they're going to be all these characteristics are going to be what is waging warfare in alliance to affect us to be bitter right um lord what what's taken so long there's all this conf- you know you know what i'm saying second timothy right. two or yeah. uh, i'm sorry Three, second yeah. peter two yeah. talks about all that yeah i mean all that stuff mm-hmm. and i think we see those things uh, around us and oh, we just have to to be in a place where we keep Staying connected to the Lord. Exactly. I think that's the key. Well, hey, even with uh, that article that came out with uh, it says buff billionaires uh, looking for they're looking to they're looking for eternal Their life, life. Mm-hmm. and you have uh, the CEO of Amazon. You had the PayPal guy. You had 
what was there was a couple of the other Google, right. all these dudes, and they were dumping hundreds of millions of dollars into it. And uh, the Amazon guy now he's the richest man in the world. Uh, the found, the CEO he's worth ninety point nine billion dollars. He 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 passed Bill Gates by a little bit, right. but he did pass him, and uh, he's looking for eternal life. Right. I mean, think about it. he he himself dumped one billion into the search for eternal life to to clean out the blood and to you know help the body uh, stop whatever's you know ripping it apart basically internally. But it's crazy; these guys are looking for the eternal life, and there's no eternal life only through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know what? That because is it. It's crazy that there's that want. Yeah. Because death, there's something about death that doesn't seem right. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I'm no saying? No one's right with it. Yeah. Like, you know? It's like either if it's a fear to right. so many people of the unknown. And then it's like you get so accustomed to your life and you feel like you're in control of your life. Mm-hmm. You have your wife, you have your husband or you have kids or you have your career. You've done all of this work for so many years and then it could just be taken from you just like that. Right. You're like, like that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem fair. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and yeah. And, you know, in the Bible, that's why the gospel, man, is all about death and life. life. It is. When I think of, you remember in um, John 11 with uh, Lazarus mm-hmm. and um, Mary and Martha, the brother died. Jesus right. took a few days to get there, gets there. And um, one thing that G, the, the girl says, like, if you would have been here, my brother would be okay. And it's like, and he would say, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And then he asked the question, do you believe this? Because if you believe this, it changes everything. And in that verse, verse 35, it says, Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. Jesus wept. And it's interesting. People have asked the question, why was he weeping? He knew. He's a discerner of the thoughts and the mm-hmm. intents of the heart of man. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus. So was he crying for Lazarus? I I've, I'm tend to lean towards Seeing the weeping, the wailing that was outside, the brokenness of a lost life, it brought tears to Jesus. He came and uh, wept with the people that was there. But I think like this, it wasn't supposed to be like this. Right. Because man was created in the image of God to have fellowship with God, to live forever with him. Mm -hmm. Sin came into the race, into the human race, and brought us to be spiritually dead and that we would one day physically die as well. And that's Jesus coming to um, conquer death and conquer sin. Right. You know, it says in the Bible says Jesus is the word of life. Mm-hmm. He's the word of life. And Jesus is eternal life. Right. Mm-hmm. He's the beginning and the end. Yeah. There, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like from the time that he created the earth till the end. And that's the thing. It's like when you're in Christ, you're going to have eternal life. Yes, your life here on earth is going to be no more. But when you go to heaven. You're going to live eternally. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So there really is just a passing of life. Like Chuck, like Chuck always said, don't mourn for me. I've just passed on to another life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't died, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, that's the encouraging part about it is that we are not, if we're in Christ, we're not going to die, you know? Yeah. I I was taught, it's funny because I was with uh, Crystal and, and, and her mother, or her mother, yeah, my mother-in-law sitting there at breakfast sitting, we were just talking about, you know, death and life and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, so people are so scared to die. Like, I don't, I don't have a fear. I was, I was literally thinking the last 24 mm-hmm. hours about, you know, if I died, like, well, would I care? And I'm like, right. I, I'm not scared to die. Right. Mm-hmm. People have fear to die. Because you, right. <laughs> you've heard about that thing on the news about that roller coaster at the fair. Right. Uh, did you hear about that? No. It was one of those uh, at the fair. It's one of those uh, things where you strap in and it could be like 20 people. 
and it turns and it goes back and forth like a swing. Okay. Well, it literally de-chashed and broke. They fixed it four times <laughs> within a, like a day period or something like that. And it broke and people died on it. And I thought about like, man, you know, we could just die so easy because I was just at Knott's Berry Farm mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. something could happen. You could just die yeah. easy. But I'm not scared to die anymore. But people that don't have a relationship with God, it is terrifying. Yeah, for sure. It is. I mean, you're, people are literally terrified. But what does the Bible say? It says uh, no, um, there's a point. There's an appointed time for a man to die. Right. Mm-hmm. God knows exactly. So I'm not. I'm not scared. And and then we started talking about earlier today. We were talking about how the, the rapture can come. We could be taken up. We might not die. And Crystal right. was very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait, I I like that. That's right. a positive thing. We might never die. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. But think about it. When you start thinking about death, you start getting worried. Yeah. You know what what happens after death, and that's a serious thing that we don't Who's think about. Who's going to be my funeral? Right. What are they going to say at my funeral? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What are they? Get, are people going to show up? I know. <laughs> are they going to say the only, anything nice? <laughs> the only thing that matters at the end of the day is when people go after you die. Like, what are they going to remember you by? Yeah, yeah exactly. And you know? The, you know, when you I go to funerals and I hear like someone who's a Christian and I hear them talk about him and they talk about, oh my gosh, they served the Lord with all their heart. They were so effective in all these people's lives. I sit back and I go. Is that what people are going to remember me about? Or are they going to remember I was loud and like Probably. totally out of control and just crazy? I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're going to think you're very loud. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but like no, what true. is it? You know, are yeah. they? Do people see Christ in? I you? would say you're a good mom. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let me. Can you eulogize me now? <laughs> if I was at your funeral, she was a good woman. That's right. No. You know, uh, yeah, it's true. Very true. Yeah. yeah, and you know that, that's. The, but you your know. what are your kids going to say about? Oh, you? yeah. What's your wife or your husband going to say about you? Think about that. Not exactly. people. Yeah. The people you closest you to you. You can fool people. Yeah. You can fool people, but what you can't would your fool kids your say family. about yeah. you. What would your wife say about exactly. you? Exactly. That's gnarly. What would they say about you, Sean? Yeah, really. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> Changes I, the subject. I, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I was driving home. I was driving home like a month ago. It was hilarious. I'm in my car, and because we, had, I just got done with a funeral, right. a part of the family, and. uh my son, Jet, who's six years old, says, Dad, I'm going to speak at your funeral when you die. I'm like, wow, Dad. I'm like, cool. He's like, I'm like, what are you going to say? He's like, that's my dad. He died. <laughs> I was like, is that it? Anything else? It was hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, you know. this Kids start should... saying wild things, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Um, this is encouraging. If you're, if you're tuning in right now, this is live with Ryan Reese in studio with Ryan and Melinda. And we're just talking about, started talking about stuff that's taking place in our world today. The, the end times, there are things with the chip and all these things that are just paving the way for the things of the future. And then it goes into our lives. Like, how should that impact our lives? How should we live our lives as, as believers? And at the end, we're just talking about death because in people's life, you know, maybe you're here, maybe you fear death. You fear to die. Um, we're able to joke around like what our funerals are going to be like and what people are going to say because we do know that someday we will die. We know there's a generation that will not die. But if we do die um, before that, man, we have peace with God. There's such a freeing power that comes from that truth in your life. It, exactly. it really does. Yep. Uh, I, I remember coming to the Lord, that being one of the coolest things because mm-hmm. there's all this pressure on like, how are you going to die? Will you die of an overdose or whatever? Um, we're and not everyone dies of overdose. Yeah, no. <laughs> or, 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 but that's what I used to think. Yeah, yeah. Or, or what is going to happen when you die? 
You know, mm-hmm. is there such thing as life and death? Right. Is there such well, thing as what, heaven what and hell? What about guys that just compete, like you know, professional athletes? Right. I mean, dude, people die; they hit their head. Mm-hmm. Right. They're skateboarders, snowboarders, dirt bi- dirt bikers. Those guys. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Freestyle motocross. Oh dudes. yeah. Yes. I mean, those guys are. I mean, we've talked to Ronnie Feist and, and Deegan and these guys, and I mean, you're, you you shoot a jump like sixty feet, you know, long or even more, and how high are they? I don't know all the numbers, but. Yeah. Dude, you land the wrong way. You're done skis. Exactly. You know they're just playing with death every every jump. And it's not. It, it might not even be them. It's just like if their bike stalls in the air or right. like right before they hit the jump. Yeah. Right. Dude, think about it. you're trusting like gas and oil exactly. machine. Mm-hmm. Like sketchy. But that goes back to what you were saying, and that is like you know I have friends that are afraid to do certain things in life, and I'm like really like I don't have a fear of like things. I mean I'm wise, but you know yeah. because I know. That when it's my time, it's my time. I cannot cheat death. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to get an airplane and it's supposed to crash because it's my time and it's not going to crash. Like, mm. my time is my time. So what? why do I have to be fearful of it? I'm not going to die any sooner or any later than what the Lord has. So mm. there's to me, there's no reason to be afraid because I can't stop it. I have no control over it. I don't care if I sit in my house every single day. If I'm going to supposed to die tomorrow, I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah, you're so, going to choke on a chicken bone. Exactly, something. <laughs> she was a good woman. She died on a chicken bone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. But you that know? that that um that um that security you have mm-hmm. is because that relationship with God. Exactly. And what we believe is that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He is our Savior. And as we believe in him, we have eternal life. So that means we just pass from one life to another. Our body may shut down or die, but our spirit, because I was actually talking to Crystal the other day. I don't know why I've been talking to Crystal about death so much. (laughs) Why have you been talking to your wife? I don't know. (laughs) But we were talking about how when you take your last breath, your eyes may shut, but your spirit is alive. Like you instantly enter heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. So you may shut your eyes for that second, but do you actually ever see darkness? Yeah. Probably right. not because you're a spiritual being. You just, boom, you're, you're just enter heaven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never like, it's like you just go into outer darkness unless you're, yeah. you know, not a Christian. Well, yeah, exactly. And then it gets, and then it Instantaneously, gets then if you're not a Christian, you wake up in hell mm-hmm. and torture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you think about it. I mean, remember Shane like holding like matches and stuff over his friend's hands and going, this is what hell's going to be like. Put let's your see, hand out. Yeah, let's see how long you can handle it. I mean, you know, and you think about it, when you burn yourself, I mean, like, it hurts. And you're like, yeah. ah! But to, like, live in that for eternity? Like, that's yeah. eternal. Yeah. That's not like, okay, I'm going to spend a little time in there and then I'm going to get out. Mm-hmm. That is eternal. Yep. You yeah. know? And what the Bible tells us about that. The senses work. Why, why do people say that? Because there, there's those things that the story of, of Lazarus right. in Luke 16 where it's like able to think, able to see, able to touch, able to feel. Exactly. Like, that's gnarly. Right. And then having the ability of like, I should have listened. Mm-hmm. I, let me go back and help my brothers and friends right. or whoever. Um, but saying, no, you have made your decision here on earth. Right. Everybody has a decision. Or whom they're going to, going to serve, and that's why it's so important when you start really thinking about these things. That how important it is for us to reach out to the world, our mm-hmm. friends, our family, right. to, exactly. to let them know about Jesus Christ. But before we go to break, we're going to hit break for about two minutes. But we are doing the Kill the Noise tour, and we got this new sick campaign with tie dye. It's amazing. We're going to be hitting all the public high schools. We would love for you guys to join us. In prayer, in donation, however you want to do it, it costs about it costs fifteen hundred dollars per high school 
right now for us to go to, to, to an assembly, to hook the kids up a pizza, to give them the gospel free product, and to give them the life books. And who knows, if you want to join us in that, you could literally sponsor one high school for $1,500, or you could jo- uh, join our monthly giving. But this is how we reach this generation. This is how we're reaching the students, is by people partnering with us to go to this whole high schools. I think we hit like 20 three high schools last year. I want to hit 60 high schools this year. Doubling up. Wouldn't that be insane? That would be. Can you imagine? That would triple it. Yeah. 60. Let's hit 60 60. this year. But we need uh, you guys to to pray for us that God will even open more doors with high schools and to partner with us. Right. Giving. That's that's how we do ministry. We're here doing it. And uh, it's amazing. And you could also go to thewhosoevers.com and check out our product. That's another way to get behind our mission with the whosoevers. Our mission is to uh, to empower students one school at a time. And as we go into these high schools, we're seeing 98% of these kids get saved. Right. Every single school we go to. Exactly. The harvest is ripe. Jesus said in Matthew, what is it, uh, John four thirty five. the harvest is ripe. So we need to go and give the gospel. And we love to get them plugged into this radio show, too, so yep. they could get discipled, they right. can grow in their faith, and we actually plug them into churches as well. So just an oh, awesome that's thing. amazing. Yeah. yeah, and for the radio show as well, you can go to ryan-reese.com. You can see all the archives that we've done on the show for the last couple of years. Also on there, you have Ryan's I Am Second videos and also a lot of the teachings that's there. It's a great way to encourage somebody that's taking those first steps in the walk with the Lord, and maybe they're just in that place where they're just struggling. I think there's a lot of things there that will encourage them. Um, there's a lot of people that are hurting out there, and that's why uh, the guy's got the vision for going to the high schools and hitting these platforms. So we're about to go to break right now. We'll be back in two minutes. Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Loud noises! We are back, and right before the break, we were talking about eternal life. And us as believers, people that believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, uh, we have this hope and we in this security to know that if we take our last breath, we will enter eternity. We will go to heaven. And I'm not scared to die. Right. And I'll tell you this. I spent a lot, many years. years of my life, <laughs> let's see, from probably from like, you know, whenever I walked away from God from like, you know, 14. But were you to 15, ever really walking with the Lord? There was a point. Okay. But then I look back. I'm like, did I really have a relationship? Exactly. That's a whole nother yeah. thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, I honestly don't know, you know, back then. But this is the deal. There was a point in my life when I was blatantly sinning like crazy from like right. 15 years old all the way till I was, you know, 32 years old. And I used to travel nine months out of the year in planes, trains, planes, and automobiles and drinking like a pirate and, and using amounts, mass amounts of drugs and partying like crazy, living that rock and roll life. And... I would get on planes and I'd be scared. And I'd be like, man, if I go down right now, it's a done deal. Mm. You know, or like, am I, what's going to happen tonight at this party? We're getting in fights and bar fights. I mean, you know, you've been with us. We've been in huge yep. bar fights, breaking bottles and the yep. whole, you, I mean, you can get killed so easily, you know? And, you know, we almost kill people sometimes yep. and we almost got killed right, sometimes. Right. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. But you have this fear in right. you. You know, and people that aren't even into that whole crazy life, people are scared of just... They could just be driving down the road and get hit by a car, you know, and you enter eternal life. And life is but a vapor smoke, the Bible teaches. Exactly. And every man has appointed time to die. So we shouldn't be worried. And also when we have a relationship with God, we don't have to worry because we're, we're not going to – our body may die, but we're eternal beings. We will never die. Right. So it's just, it's just interesting. I think that's why it's so important as we talk about this whole eternal life. 
Um, I think it's so important that, you know, when we do talk to people, we need to let them know about eternal life because people are searching for eternal life. And that's why Jesus said in John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, anybody that believe in, in Jesus Christ will not perish but have everlasting life. That's why he came to die for the sins of the world. And that's why when we talk to people, we have to give them the full gospel. God is love. Right. But we have to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. There is a submission that we have to submit to God, mm-hmm. and we have to surrender to his will. To We can't just go on living our life going after, you know, doing us. Basically, um, putting everything first but God. And going to church once a week or reading the Bible once a month, that's not a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You will know when you have a relationship with God because there will be fruit uh, produced in your life, the fruits of the Spirit. You will see a transformation in your life. Because there's a lot of people that call themselves Christians you know that 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 go to church, but there's no transformation. If you give, if you went to church and you gave your life to God, you know, six years ago or two years ago, and you're the same person doing the same things you were doing six years ago or two years ago, and there's been no change in your life, I I truly don't know if you have a true relationship with God. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the power. It's the power of Christ. When you come to accept Him, it's like I look at it, it's like when people come to the Lord for the most part, not everybody, but they're broken. And they want that hope. They want that love. They want that peace. But yet, so when they accept Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, it's like all good. But there are steps after that Mm -hmm. that you have to take for there to be power in your life. You can't, it's not just, you don't stop there. You know what I'm saying? And if you do stop there, then like what you're saying, you're not going to truly be transformed. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's, you're going to still do you and you're going to call yourself a Christian, but you're going to miss out on so many things that the Lord has for you. You're going to miss out on his blessings because you're not fully committed. You're not fully surrendered to him. Took the words right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Blessings. Mm-hmm. Yes. But do you want to be blessed? Yeah. Blessings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People go through life without the blessings. And I want, I want to eventually turn, aim this conversation towards drawing near to God and he will draw near to you. Because right. there's a lot of people who go, how do we do it? Exactly. So I guess my question to you, Melinda. Yes. You're on the spotlight. <laughs> I'm on the hot seat. The bad mother. <laughs> no, you said I was gonna. I was a good mom. The bad mom. <laughs> Just joking. Um, okay, so for those people that are like, okay, Melinda, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm listening to what you're putting down. How do I do it? How do I draw near to God? I just, I just gave my life to the Lord right now. The second. How do I draw near to God? What does that look like? For me. It changes in different parts it, yes. of your life. But for me, like getting like in tune with the Lord is number one for me is surrounding yourself with other Christians. Because to me, it's like you need that you need that support to carry you through because there's going to be so many questions that you have with um, when you're reading the Bible and you're not going to understand everything right away. It's like it's a process that you're going to go through. And to have those people to go to and say, hey, you know what? I just read this. What does this really mean? And how does this apply to my life? And so it's like getting that down and then prayer. I mean, I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think we as Christians in general give enough clout to prayer and what it can actually do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, like people tell me all the time, pray for me, pray for me. There was a time when I was like, yeah, I'll pray for you. And I forget. So mm-hmm. now when people say, will you pray for me? It's like instantaneously, I pray right then and there because right. I don't want to forget yep. because that's who we are. That's our, that's our flesh. We're like, yeah, 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 we're going to do it. And then we forget. 
Okay, you know? let's, let's tie a couple scriptures to this stuff. So you just said the first thing you said is uh, to bring bring people around you, fellowship. Fellowship. Uh, I think of that verse, Proverbs, as iron. Uh, fr- so a friend sharpens a friend as iron sharpens iron. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then praying. Right. Pray without ceasing. Exactly. The fervent prayers of mm-hmm. the saints. Of the saints. You, you know, yep. that go And it through. also says that the prayers of the saints are like sweet smelling aroma incense at the throne of God. Exactly. When you think about that. Right. Amazing. And I know that they're like, sometimes, you know, you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm reading the the Bible, but it doesn't ever, it doesn't, nothing pops out. It's just words. Mm -hmm. But we go through seasons too. We can't give up. We can't be like, well, you know what? I was reading. I was totally on fire. You know, things were moving in my life and all of a sudden it's good. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Guess what? That happened to me today. (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've been reading all day. Right. I've been trying to study, uh-huh. re- listening to some studies, reading the Bible. Right. And it was just one of those days. Yeah. I was just like, am I getting anything here? Right. What is <laughs> happening right now? But I just kept focusing. Obedience. Yep. Out of obedience. Yep. Because the word we know never comes back void. It's mm-hmm. not like we're, it's never going to come to our memory because the Lord, you know, he knows. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, we have to just keep walking the walk. I look at it and I ask people like, you know, that are doing other things in their lives that are so diligent on making sure they get up in the morning and they work out or they're so diligent to their diet mm-hmm. or they're so diligent to other things. And I think, why aren't you that diligent with the Lord? What is it that stops you from being that diligent from the Lord? You know, it's like, why isn't it a priority? Because I think people think about it and they're like, well, there's real no evidence of it. If you work out, there's evidence. You eat well. There's mm-hmm. evidence. You know what I'm saying? If you, you know, whatever it is, you put on some clothing that you like, there's evidence that I got style. But with the Lord, it's like you could go through and you could not see evidence for a while or, you know, there's nothing tangible there per se. People want the physical. They want to be able to touch it. They want to be able to, you know, You see will it. see the evidence, though, if you really just hunker down. Exactly. Exactly. There will, will be fruit that you comes won't out see of it. it. It takes time. Yeah, exactly. It's not like every day there's something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know. Yeah. You go through these dry periods where you're like, okay, Lord, like, I know you're there, but I don't feel it anymore. It's a Feelings perfect example. It's a perfect example of what you were just talking about. You say you'll see the fruit. Yeah. But like when you think about, we're talking about the spiritual fruit, but let's, yeah. let's talk about the physical fruit. You have to plant the seed. Exactly. You have to water it. And you know, take care of it, and then right. it grows, and then the tree produces fruit. And that's the same thing with yeah. us, with the Word of God. Is uh, it takes time to produce it fruit, does. and it? Satan is at every corner. Yep. Even today, like Satan was totally messing with my mind today, and there's this person in my life that I don't know how, but they say the the words that Satan whispers in my head that I'm useless, that I'm nothing. So it confirms everything that Satan says to, to me. And so I'm like, okay. So it's like for a minute I get tweaked in my head because I'm like, well, maybe that's true. I hear it in my head. This person, I mean, this person's a Christian. This isn't like somebody from the world. This person is like diligent in the word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the attacks come and I'm like, okay. But then I go back and I go, you know what? Like that is not of God because I know how God works mm-hmm. and he's not like that. He doesn't think that I'm useless. He doesn't think that I'm worthless. I am one of his, you know, I am a child of the King. You know what I'm saying? And no matter how wretched I may be in here, he knows me and he knows that, and he knows that we all sin, but he is still, he still loves me 
no matter what. He died for me. He died for those sins. He died for that, the flesh that comes up, you know? And so just knowing that like, hey, when you are full out for the Lord, don't be, you know, fooled that you're not going to go through all these things. The, Satan's not going to mess with your head because he does. And don't also be fooled that, that God doesn't love you because you, you wouldn't really exactly. understand this to become a parent. Right. And I was actually thinking about this today is that how, how much God loves us. How much God loves us that he sent his son to die for our sins of our sins of the world. And how I look at my daughters or my nieces or my nephew, you know, your kids too. You, you look at them and you're like, dude, they could do anything and you just love them to right. death. Mm-hmm. You just love them to death. And that's the way a father, our father God looks at us. Right. Even though we could blow it so hard. Mm-hmm. Deny him or whatever it is, he just still loves us so much. Exactly. And when you put that into perspective, it's like you, you're never far from God. Mm-mm. He's always there. He loves you like a, like a father. He's not judging us. Right. And that's, a, that's important for people to so realize, crucial. man, because spiritual warfare, you, you were saying it right now, Melinda, where it's like where doubt, the, the things that you battle with, mm-hmm. you know, mental warfare, spiritual warfare, doubt of like who you are as a person and everything. But it's like, yeah, God does care for us. God does love us. He he has his best. One of his characteristics is he's a shepherd. Right. And that means a shepherd does what? Protects, guides, directs, leads. I mean, all these great things that a, that a shepherd does. And we are the sheep of his pasture, the Bible says. Um, we we're talking about like how does somebody draw near to God, you know? And as you go through different seasons, I walked with the Lord now 13 13 years, I think. It's gone by fast. And like you were saying, I've gone through different seasons. Um, but one thing that I've never done, I've never doubted my salvation. Right. I've never doubted, like, you know, if I was to die today, if I would be in God's presence. Um, because I believe God's word is, is truth. I think of this. You were talking about fruit and stuff like that. John 15 is the key. Abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most important things for me to always realize is um, this. Acknowledge my need for God. John fifteen five says, without Christ, you can do nothing. Right. And I will say, until you come to that place where you believe that verse, you will fail. You will be miserable because you'll continue trying to pick out that old man and trying to make it work. But until you realize without Christ, you can do nothing, you won't have victory. When Jesus is talking, this understand this. When he's talking about this abiding in Christ, who is he speaking to? The disciples. What's taking place? He's about to go to the cross in about 24 hours. He just got done washing the disciples' feet. He had just sh- shared with them, don't be troubled. I'm going to go to prepare a place for you. Then And talking about the Holy Spirit. But then in John 15, he's saying, but this is what I want you to do. Abide in me. The word abide means to dwell with, mm-hmm. to be connected to, like you were saying. You'll know a believer by what comes out of their life. And he starts talking about like a tree, you know, what happens when a tree is watered, it produces fruit and it becomes, it finds its purpose of what it was created for. And that's what's true in our lives as well. And it even says this, the ones that are bearing fruit, what does he do? He prunes what he literally means. He cleanses and he actually cuts away. He cuts away excess from our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. There are other areas where growth has to take place. We talk about the potter and the clay. It's the same thing. You have to go with the process of the Christian life where he's shaving off areas. It hurts. You go through some moments of But some people just stop right there, you know? Oh, because it's not easy. You're like, yeah. 
It's that's like hard. when God's like, when you when you when you uh, prune the bush, mm-hmm. it produces more. Right. Mm-hmm. That pruning process, Sean, you can continue, but yeah, yeah it's just like. People end up stopping right when you're about to produce more fruit. Yeah, right. that, I was doing that cleanup. Yeah, you just said it right there. That's what it is. Uh, you take away the excess, and so more growth can take place. God allows trials in our lives, testings in our lives, for us to be proven, for us to be useful in other areas. There are things that we would not choose to do, mm-hmm. um, to go through, and things that we might not even understand now. Dude, a couple weeks ago. Um, we were meeting with the, with the staff the other day, and Dale said something did like kind of simple and profound. Going back, to, is this in, in line with what I'm talking about right now? Is John 13 when he was washing the disciples' feet? Remember when Peter says, um, "You don't, don't wash my feet, Lord. You know you can't wash my feet." Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus would go on to say, "What I am doing right now, you don't understand, but you will know in the future." And he just stopped at that one thing. He's like, man, isn't that true? There's moments that we go through in lives mm-hmm. that at the moment, you don't understand. You don't understand why maybe you lost your job. You don't understand why um, you're having this issue with a loved one or in a relationship. But you will understand later. Um, and when you have that confidence in the Lord, like he's working out his plans through my life and living the, uh, the spirit-filled life, you look at like even discouragements as being opportunities for growth. Like the, as long as I'm abiding in Christ and I'm dwelling with him, I have confidence in the Lord. As we've been talking about this whole show, um, Paul says for me to live as Christ and die as gain. That's an amazing verse. Right. To a man that like lived his life to the fullest and like didn't care if he died for me to live as Christ. As long as I live on this earth, I'm going to live for Christ. My life's going to be lived out for a purpose. And when I die... Dude, it's a win-win. Right. It's gain. Exactly. No more pain, no more sorrow, none of the difficulties that are here in this life. I enter into eternity. Right. But I think that people that go through hard times like losing their job or just conflicts with people or whatever, they look at it in a way of like, you know, this is terrible, which it is. Why is this happening to me? But there's a lesson in it for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Lord always wants to, you know, have us learn something out of it, you know? And so if we don't look at it like that, okay, Lord, you have my attention. What do you want me to get out of this? Then we're going to miss it. You know what I'm saying? And that if we miss it, then we're not going to grow the way he wanted us to grow. You know what I'm saying? And then we're going to have to go through it again because we didn't learn it the first time, you know, because there's always lessons for us to learn. You are absolutely right. I was just thinking about the last three years of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So many lessons. Yeah. So many lessons to be learned. Me and Crystal and I are like literally looking at our life and we're like, lesson after lesson. Right. All like, what? what's God trying to say? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like a year later, you look back and you're like, I guess. That it. was the lesson. Yeah. Because right now I'm facing this. Right. And we already went through it a year ago. Right. Let us not be like a fool and go back to that same problem. You right. Know? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that crazy? I know. Yeah, no, it's it's so true. Lessons. But you get caught up in the, on the distractions. I can't believe this is mm-hmm. all happening. It's like, what's the lesson here? Right. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Exactly. And, so and true. it's hard sometimes to, to grab that perspective. We're just like anybody else. You're right. Like, Man, why don't things just work out easier for me sometimes, <laughs> right. you know? No, yeah. Um, but if you're in prayer and you're in the Word, God will speak to you. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll settle you. He'll put you in the right perspective where you'll be able to take these steps forward. I'll say this, any curveball thrown our way, if you are spiritual, if you know the Lord, you know his word, any curveball thrown your way, you're going to be able to navigate. This is the key, though. It's being plugged in. If you're Because re- God speaks to us by reading right. his Bible. Mm-hmm. 
listening to Bible studies, going to church, hanging out. I mean, I would say, you know, being with your friend, iron, iron sharpens iron. But sometimes if you're like trying to get the answer from your friend, that's not who you need to get right. the answer from. God will speak. The gnarliest things I've been going through in my life, God spoke to me the whole way because I was actually pressing into the word of God as I was going through it. But how are you going to hear from God if you're not plugged in? You right. know, I'm going through this. God hasn't said anything. I'm like, have you read your Bible? No. Are you going right. to church? No. Are you praying? No. It's exactly. like, that, that's the key though. You have, the key is being plugged in. God says he honors his name above uh, his word, above his name, mm-hmm. the word of God, the word became flesh, right. the word of life. Jesus Christ is eternal life. It's all packaged together. It's Jesus. Yep. The word of God, Jesus. Through prayer, you hear his, I mean, I've heard his voice so many times through prayer. Like I'm just praying about something. And he's told me, you know what, Melinda? Just be quiet. Don't say another word. Mm-hmm. Why are you always talking? Just be quiet, you know? And it's like, if you know who God is, you know how he operates. But if you don't know who God is, you don't know how he operates. So then you're just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, you start doubting things and you're like, I don't know. Is that really from the Lord or is that not from the Lord? And yet... When you know the way that he is, you know the names of the Lord, you know his character, then there is no doubt that this is from him or yes, that is what he told me. He's not going to speak to you and tell you something that's like crazy or, you know, fleshly. You know, that's not from the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But people want to believe it's from him because they want to do what their flesh tells them to do. So for me, drawing close to the Lord is reading his word in prayer and just being silent and waiting for him to tell me when to move, not getting ahead of him, not getting ahead of his plan in my life, you know, and just not being afraid that when he tells me to speak to somebody, whether it's in the store, at the park, wherever I am, taking that opportunity and not being like, no, I don't know if that's you, Lord, but seriously going, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it by faith because you know, the Lord has told you to speak. He's already prepared that person's heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And James, I love that James verse. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Resist the devil and he will flee. flee. That verse right there is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Draw near to God. Do exactly what we just said. And he will draw near to you. Go towards him. And he's going to come towards you. Exactly. You know, in, in the Old Testament, I don't know if, you know if you guys are familiar with this chapter. It's Psalm 73. It, it's, a, it's a chapter that I go to a lot of times, especially when you're getting bummed out. But it kind of um, complements what you just said, right, Ryan, about drawing near to God. There was a man named Asaph. He was actually a worship leader. And in Psalm 73, he goes on a poor Mimi thing for the first part of the, the chapter. He's saying, he says, surely God is good to Israel, to such as are a pure heart. But as for me, my foot had almost mm-hmm. stumbled when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Basically, when I see everybody who doesn't even serve God, they got everything working out for them. And my life is horrible. He says, surely I've cleansed my heart in vain. I'm walking after the Lord for no purpose and reason because I'm broke as a joke. Nothing's working out for me. These people hate you. They mock your name, but have everything. There's no pains in their death. He goes on this whole rant for like most of the chapter. Right. Uh, but then he gets to a place where it says this. But then I came into the house of the Lord. Then, Lord, I remembered their end. And he starts to break down the perspective changes. And though this is happening in their lives, it is good for me to draw near to you. And it's a great example of like, you could be a godly person. You could be a worship leader like Asaph was. 
But when you get your eyes on the things of materialism and things of this world, the cares of this life, they can overwhelm you. Because when you start losing grasp of like eternity, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is not our home and you're so focused on trying to be happy just here, um, things can just the pressure can overwhelm you because, you know, it just it just can. Asaph gives us a, a complete simplistic thing. Go into the house of the Lord. Because perspective changes. And where is that? The Bible says the church, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. Why are mm-hmm. there churches? Churches are gathering believers. It's great for you to go to church. Go to some place that teaches the word of God. Um, but that's not where it start, starts and ends. Right. Many people come to the Lord in their ho- hotel room. They come to the Lord on in their car. You know, A relationship with God is something that is 24-7. And as you recognize that it's abiding in Christ, it's being connected with the Lord, you will have the peace of the Lord. You, my, my prayer a lot of times, because I can't live in negativity in my life. I'm somebody that's not, <laughs> no. I'm not brought up that way. Like right. I have to look at things being optimistic, like mm-hmm. like things are going to be okay. Because I can't go down that path. You'll right. be depressed and angry and bitter. Mm. My, this is my prayer. Lord, may your joy be my strength. May your joy be my strength. I don't want to be a miserable person. I don't want to complain about different things in my life. There might be things that I deal with that I don't think are fair at times. But, Lord, I want your joy to be my strength. I want to be a joyful person, you know, because we should be. Right. Mm -hmm. Isn't that evidence of the Lord? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's fruit of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It's like... We live our lives and we're not joyful. Then why would anyone want to come to Christ? You know what I'm saying? And we're like, my life's terrible. Uh, it's not. But Jesus, you know, yeah. you want to do the whole Jesus thing. Yeah, you know, it's like that's our evidence. You know, sometimes saying nothing and just living the life is so much more powerful. You know, mm-hmm. when you go through hard times, how do you react? Are you all upset about it? Are you like, you know what, Lord, you got this. I don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to go on doing what you've called me to do, and you're going to handle this situation instead of like, can you believe what happened to me today? You know, <laughs> one, and, one day at a time, one yeah, second at a time. Exactly. And God's in control. Yep. He's in those details, and we just got to abide in Him. Hey, right. at the, this is the end of the show. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Resist the devil, and He will flee. Get that Bible, kick off the dust, open it up, start reading it, get plugged into a church that teaches the Bible. And your life will be transformed. And if you don't know Jesus, you can invite Jesus into your life right now. Say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins and come into my life. It's that simple. You could just say, save me. I mean, I mean, there's so many different prayers in the Bible. Right. People uh, that wanted Jesus says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, help me. And exactly. you'll be saved. And just ask for the forgiveness of sins. He loves you. He has a plan for your life. Um what else? Let's end it here. I, I, would, yeah. I would say that this is what we're talking about, the hope of eternity. We have to be reaching out to this generation, continue to pray for what God's doing with the whosoevers. Pray for the Kill the Noise tours. If you want us to come to your high school, sign up. Go to the whosoevers.com. Wake up, too. The, yeah. the wake up tour as well. Ryan's going to be speaking at m- multiple churches. If you want to bring them out, make sure you go to the website. We love you guys so much. We'll be back next week. Yep. Peace. Bye-bye. with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com.
Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.